This is Unfilter, episode 48 for May 1st, 2013. Throughout the past decade of deaths and grievous injuries to Americans fighting in Afghanistan, including a cost to this nation of more than $600 billion, Americans have been told our point man there is the popularly elected President Hamid Karzai, and we've been reassured he has U.S. interests at heart. Well, that took a blow today when we woke up to the news that Karzai has been receiving bags of cash from the CIA, among others. Coming up on this week's episode of Unfiltered, the CIA has been caught delivering bags of money to the Afghanistan president four years, all in an effort to fuel corruption, and we suspect much, much more. We'll share the details. The Assad regime has crossed Obama's red line. Wait, maybe not. Chemical weapons have been used, but they're not sure by who. This week, we'll break it down and tell you what's really going on in Syria, and why most of what you're hearing is just hot air. The wheels of war are already in motion. Plus, the bad news Big Pharma doesn't want you to hear, your feedback, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered. To you live from the Pacific Northwest in the Jupiter Broadcasting Situation Room. Welcome to another edition of Unfilter, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you really shouldn't be watching. Happy May Day to everybody out there. Joining me, as always, is the lovely and handsome Chris. What's going on, Chris? Hey there, Mr. Chase. I'm just celebrating 48 weeks of Unfilter and some delicious barbecue chicken. Did you know that today is International Workers' Day? Or May Day in many parts of the world. 80 countries. I feel safe just because I know that Phoenix Jones is patrolling the street of Seattle, Washington. That's right. One of our local superheroes. That's right. Because, you know, if you were listening to the supporter show, you would know that we were talking. We actually played a clip. He kind of of unofficially got the police's blessing to patrol the streets during uh, May Day activities. You know, I've met him at E3 last year. (laughs) He was at E3. I, I look over and I was like, whoa, Phoenix. And he was like, hey, what's going on? So for those of you who don't know, uh, and since Seattle's not unique in this regard, yeah. um, we have our own actual be- league of superheroes, and yeah. Phoenix Jones is. Uh, we have crime fighters. Right. You should Google Ph- Phoenix Jones. And actually, if you, you know, it. they they have a, a, a specific code of conduct. They ha- they have <laughs> videos of all the things that they've done I mean, online. So yeah, you can definitely find the it, stuff. You can, and they get they they get some you, as you would expect when you're walking around the downtown streets of Seattle and you break up a fight or something like that. Sometimes people like take a. You know, a, a, like a real shot at him. Like I watched a lady try to hit him with his car in one of the videos. This guy's like a. a he, I know he's like a black belt martial yeah, artist. I mean, yeah. he is like he's ripped to the bone. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's a. It's, if you want to go read about it online, it's a pretty interesting. Really read. cool guy. Wow, Chase, huge show. You know, it's funny. This week I was like, you got a couple million bucks sitting over there, by yeah, the way. Uh, well, you know, I got this bag. I don't know what's in it. It's just kind of anonymous. I mean, unbelievable <laughs> wow. story this week. We're going to talk about that. I can't wait. And I love, you know, uh, Brian oh. Williams. It's it, th- that report. It's so funny because he's just like, you don't know, like he doesn't get, he doesn't give you any tells. Like, is Brian? Does Brian Williams think this is don't the most play ridiculous poker thing? with that dude? No, just don't. You can't tell. He has the best poker face. ever. He is rock center. Yeah, he is definitely rock get, center. Get get it. I do. Right. I do. <laughs> 
you know, we get uh, sometimes we get uh, a little bit of uh, flack for not covering world events as much as we could. Well, but I mean, let's be wait, honest. Wait, There's wait, a lot of craziness. Where, where going do on we here. live? I know, I know. Um, so uh, this week, I thought we'd start with an update on Syria because we've been tracking what's been going on in Syria, but we really haven't uh, been covering a lot of it in the show itself. Right. We did a while ago. Um, and, uh, now we've decided to kind of, uh, pick it back up because there's been some pretty big developments of recent. Yes. And we all have probably in the news heard about the red line, right? You've heard about the red line. The, red the, line. the use of chemical weapons by the Assad it, regime would be crossing the red line. Why is it a red line? Well, here, let's say, uh, let's just remind everybody. A red line for us is we start seeing a whole bunch of chemical weapons moving around or being utilized. Uh, that oh. would change my calculus. Thanks. The use Thanks, of chemical weapons That's the is line. and would be totally unacceptable. Okay. And if you make the tragic mistake of using these weapons, I would be a mistake. there will be consequences and you will be held accountable. I will? Okay. The broader point right. is, is that once we establish the facts, uh-huh. uh, I have made clear that the use of chemical weapons is a game changer. You have. Okay. So obviously everything changed when this report came now out. This stunning statement from the White House, the U.S. saying it now has evidence that Syria has used chemical weapons. And I believe this was on the 26th of April. On its own people. President Obama has said many Good times morning, that would be a red line for the U.S. to take action. But is the evidence strong enough? A question for ABC's Martha Raddatz joining us now in Washington with more. Good morning to you, Martha. Good morning, morning, Josh. The language in this assessment is the strongest we have seen and very specific. The White House saying that the intelligence community believes that the Syrian regime has used the nerve agent sarin on a small scale. That is a nerve agent that essentially paralyzes and suffocates its victims. But there are many caveats in the statement. They make clear that there is a varying degree of confidence that sarin was used and basically want more tests to prove it. So this seems a red line, Josh, that still has shades of gray. All right, so here we are. Uh, report comes out on the 26th. Uh, came from Israel okay. to, uh, with, uh, and I, I quote you here, uh, on a, the, our, our professional assessment from the uh, Israeli Defense Force uh, saying that uh, in March, uh, some sarin gas was used. Now, uh, we played a clip on the supporter show explaining why sarin gas is extremely hard to prove if it's been used or not. However, uh, this didn't stop McCain from immediately calling a press conference. The President of the United States said that if the... Bashar Assad used chemical weapons, it would be a game changer, that it would cross a red line. I think it's pretty obvious that red line has been crossed. Now I hope the administration will consider what we have been recommending now for over two years of this bloodletting and massacre, and that is to provide a safe area for the opposition to operate, to uh, establish a no-fly zone, and provide weapons to the people in the resistance who we trust. Now, Chase, hmm. who makes up part of that resistance? Who do we know that happens to be maybe a bad sort that could be involved in the Free Syrian Army or over you there? You know, Chris, I just it's it's on the tip of my tongue. I just can't quite. They were led by that tall it. guy. He lived in uh, Pakistan for a while. Well, wasn't he? Does Super he have hard a be- to track down. Does he, he thought he was a in a beard? cave. Does he have a beard? Did yeah, he have so a beard? I, I don't get why why McCain has been, and so has Graham, Lindsey Graham, has been for arming the rebels. How, when has that worked for us? When has arming Al-Qaeda actually turned out good for us in the long run? You know what I think? I This this is what I'm thinking. The, the stretch here is they see the writing on the wall when it comes to defense spending. Mm-hmm. And the industrial military mm-hmm. complex. 
Yeah. And so if they can get themselves involved in Syria, they know that they're going to be involved there, what, for the next five, ten you years? You know, since doing this show and watching McCain, I am absolutely convinced that he there is a, pyra- be there it, is a right? pyramid of industrial military yep. complex spokesmen, yep. and he sits on the top of it. Yep. So <clears throat> this comes out, like, on the 26th or whatever. Yeah. McCain makes phone calls. But do you see how quickly he's like, yep, this is true. We got to do it. Dude, he made a few phone calls. He was on every CNN weekend show. He was on he was on Fox News. And they're never live. He was on C-SPAN. He was on he was just all over. And then where he wasn't on, Lindsey Graham went on. And he was like he joined he joined my girl Megan. And so they start getting a conversation, and basically the conversation eventually devolves into how can we scare people into actually pulling the gun on Syria? How do we do it, though, and how do we get the international partners to take the lead? Because you know as well as I do, the American people don't have a whole lot of appetite for getting involved in a civil war in Syria. I hope the American people don't have a whole lot of appetite for allowing radical Islamists to get chemical weapons. Just look at Boston. Just look at Boston. Wow. Just look at Boston. So he's but wait a minute, I, but, I thought, but I thought Boston was two lone individuals right. that were radicalized pressure cooker by bombs. the... And he somehow draws, goes from pressure cooker bombs to chemical weapons, right? And, right. and ties that to Syria, which, like, how is... Yeah, anyways, he goes on the whole... In that whole interview, that like, bull he says, yeah, if we don't get that contained, it's going to come over here. Now, look, do we want bad people having chemical weapons? Of course not. That's no. not a good thing. But this is pure fear-mongering, because then, after the weekend, just a few days later, this report comes out. Whoa! Breaking news now, one hour from now, we hear the president, more likelihood, talk about what's happening in Syria. The question today is whether or not the administration's backtracking about Syria's use of chemical weapons. Here is what Chuck Hagel, Secretary of Defense, oh, uh, Secretary of Defense rather, first said about these events just last week. Chuck? The U.S. intelligence community assesses with some degree of varying confidence. I love the some degree of varying confidence. Like, like they're just totally CYA let, now. I got, let me, let me, yeah. Is is the reason why they're CYA is because of Iraq? Yeah, I'm sure. Of course. I, I mean, I, they should be. Of course, <laughs> they better be. <laughs> but I, I mean, you hear everybody tiptoeing. Well, we're kind of not yeah, sure. Varying really, degrees of maybe, confidence. Kind of, yeah, yeah. sort of. But I'm not well, sure. Isn't really, that a maybe, perfect, really. perfect, perfect bureaucratic deflect the responsibility statement? It's yeah. just it's beautiful across. It deflects responsibility everywhere. But the you Syrian see, regime has used chemical weapons on a small scale in Syria. All right, go ahead. I just want to I mean, No, I mean, in, in compare and contrast, you could see, in coming back to McCain, right. how he's so gung-ho. It's right. like, oh, wait, what we got? Yeah, let's go. Well, so like, here's Hegel. So this is Hegel on the 26th, and he's saying right. the regime, the Syrian regime is using chemical weapons, and we have pretty good evidence of that. This is him on the 26th, right? And then, like, two days later, he's, pull- he's backtracking on all of that. Oh, Specifically, the chemical agent, Sarin. All right, that from last week. This now, Chuck Hagel from yesterday. All right. We are continuing to uh, assess what happened. I think we should wait to get the facts <laughs> before we make uh, any judgments on uh, what action, if any, should be taken. Uh, and what kind someone of got to his ear. <laughs> That's I, what happened. I, I, I really, you know, I really just am not understanding exactly. It's, it's like we're lying about our level of involvement constantly. Yeah. We are... Yep. We're supposedly funding them with food and communications equipment, but we've actually shown how that's – there's actually indirect weapons funding just through other countries. Yep. And that's been shown. I mean, that's – so we're, we're, we already are involved. Um, and, in fact, here's a great clip uh, that was from Fox. This is – you know what, man? In a lot of ways, we're already on the ground. We're already doing stuff. To what degree do you think somebody in this collective we is already in there? 
Well, we have about 200 uh, advisors and troops inside Jordan right now, and they are also involved in a, a fairly serious training effort with the rebels. So we're already involved. So when President Obama says we don't want to get involved, he just means physically putting Americans. But you can actually see tapes on YouTube where English language uh, mentors are involved in shootdowns of Syrian government helicopters. So we're, we're there. Robert Young Pelton from San Diego this afternoon. Robert, thanks. Thanks. And I, I find, you know, I, I wonder if, so here's the thing. Okay. I have a couple of theories about this. Mm -hmm. You want to hear the really crazy bacon theory first, or do you want to no, hear? No, no, let's warm up to the crazy bacon okay, theory. Okay, all right. So my, my, let's hear the sane theory. My theory is, is, is that, is that, uh, Obama's style is just no, no boots on the ground style. It's invest heavily in intelligence, CIA, drones, invest through this, you know, send if, a few, send, send a few advisors down there. I get, have to counteract you. All right. Let, if, I, mean, I mean, if that's <clears> true, then why was he dragging his feet so damn long to pull out of uh, Iraq and to begin the pull out of Afghanistan? I mean, why, if I that's think, so true, I think why that he dragged was, the feet? I think that was first-term president up against, you know, well-established, well-respected, well-entrenched military advisors that were telling him we need to do it at a certain rate. And I think, you know, as he started to kind of reach a second term and became a second term, you saw him tighten that up, and now he's a little more. Well, But he also has nothing to lose either because he's on his second term. Right, right, yeah. Um so, okay. Now, do you want to hear my? Now, do you want to hear my crazy? Hold on, bacon let me put theory? on my foil hat. All right, get Go your ahead. bacon out. All right, Department of Bacon. What if? And I, I, you know, just maybe we can come back to this after we play the clips from the CIA stuff. That smells good. I know it's it's hickory smoked. Oh, okay. What if our actual goal here is just to make that nation become a fail state, just to make it suffer, to make it remaining chaos to to weaken both the government and the rebel side because really there's no good guys to win here no and so whoever wins is not really working for us and so maybe it's better and you know what they're super close to a, not to one of our closest allies and they're super close to a to a country we want to invade and it also serves for us to do a little bit of a proxy war and to test Iran and see what they're capable of at the same time without actually doing a direct confrontation yeah, with Iran. But, 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 Chris, you don't understand here. You see, if, if we just let them be and let this happen, what about the fostering of terrorists? That just continues then the need for the military-industrial complex. Ah, uh, very good. So, I don't know. I could be totally wrong because that is not very humanitarian. That's evil, nasty stuff, and I don't yeah, like that Yeah, but you idea. know what, though? Even though it may seem, quote-unquote, evil— most of the general, I would say the majority of the, the American public right now, they don't want to get involved anyway. Well, that's very true. I mean, it's not our, well, it's, you know, it's hard to say it's not our problem when we have indirectly or directly caused so much turmoil in that area. Right. Yeah. So a lot of things, like, so you, you feel, know, so we, we I mean, feel responsible. The influx of radicals that are joining the fighting have, yeah. a lot of them have been radicalized because of us or because of conflicts we've been involved in. in you know, so it's, it's, it is tough, but at the same time, I kind of like we've we've overspent. I mean, we're yeah. printing money like crazy right now. We we're, we're stretched too too thin. We have so much money that we can just drop off bags of it. Besides, yeah, right. Besides, we got <laughs> we got China to worry about. I mean, that's let's Don't get, we have to pay it back loans to pay, China. Let's pay attention to the big game here. We got China to worry about. We don't. Syria, that's wait. a side show. Hey, wait, whatever <laughs> happened in North Korea? Oh yeah, that's what I want to know. They didn't make it in today today's show, Aww. but there's there is an update there. Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, just to, and just you know, just to kind of prove to you that the wheels of war are already in motion and things yeah. are going to happen. Yeah. Check this out. The U.S. military is planning on beefing up its presence here in Jordan to assist the Jordanian military, but also to have troops put into place should they need to move into Syria or put some kind of.
plan on the table to secure Syria's chemical weapons. At this point in time, very little is actually known about exactly what the Syrian government possesses and where those stockpiles are located. However, intelligence agencies do believe that Syria has one of the largest stockpiles of chemical weapons in the world. There you go. Uh, so we're getting people positioned in Jordan if we need to go into Syria either to do combat or to grab the chemical weapons. So here's what's going on right now is mm -hmm. the, the politics of this are Graham and McCain are, are banging their cages to, to stir up and paint the Obama administration as being ineffective over the last two years. So that way, you know, they can maybe have a Benghazi 2.0. And that's just politics, right? They need to have their cards to play against the administration. Right. A Democrat would do the yeah. same if Republicans were in there or something to the equivalent of it. Uh, but in reality, the administration has, and you know, I'm not people who are listening that are Republicans. When I say this kind of stuff, they think I'm being a leftist. Like they think I'm being pro Obama right now. I You're think all so of this being is horrible. Pro -Obama. I think all, all of what I'm about to say is horrible, but we are, we are supplying the rebels with communications equipment, with food and indirectly with weapons and money to purchase weapons. So we're already arming them like McCain wants to do. We're sending troops into Jordan to, so they can go in and secure the chemical weapons like they want him to do. It's already being done. We're just not advertising it. We're just not going out there and pasting it all over the web and putting it in the New York Times. But it is happening. Well, because I wouldn't fit Obama's mantra, right? It wouldn't fit his. Well, his do you end really want to advertise that too much? I mean, I would just, you know, I mean, it's people know about it, I suppose, but. Well, the, the important circles would probably know yeah. about that. Other yeah. countries that, you know, would be thinking about, hmm, and McCain probably knows America? that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I obnoxious. mean, maybe McCain's, uh, you know, eyeing the next presidency. <laughs> I think there's an age limit, maybe. Huh? Can we put one in there? Uh, yeah, but well, isn't he supposed to be mandated retirement age? Any, you know, it, it's either way. Yeah, whatever's going to happen in Syria at this point, it's just going to generate more people who we're going to have to kill and who want to kill us. It just, I mean, how do you end the endless circle of anger, though? That, I mean, that's inherently the problem, right? How do you stop it? And how do you go? All right, this is it. I'm going to end it right here. We're not going to get involved directly because we don't want to push any more buttons. But what do you do? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a, what can you do? It's one of those things where we've sort of started a perpetual. Cycle. I know you start an application process and you go to Mars. You know what? Just give them all uh, smartphones and internet, and everything should just. Be Isn't fine. there like so much uninhabited land out there? Can't we just move people? <laughs> right. Really? I think Russia's got a bunch of unused space, and so does Canada. Let's just put them all up in those. <laughs> <Canada>. <laughs> I love all right, you guys. Uh, Mr. Chase. Yes. This week's big story is absolutely outrageous. But before we get to that, uh -huh. I wanted to uh, stop and uh, thank some of our supporters. Now, Unfilter is an advertiser-free show. What's that mean? That means that we get our support and our funding from the audience directly. And uh, uh, some of the reasons, like we're going to cover a big pharma story later on. And I tell you, it was one of the most awkward things to watch them dance around this issue because one of their big sponsors is pharma. Yeah. yeah. And so this is a problem. It is fundamentally systemic to big commercial broadcast uh, news media. And the type of news that we cover we don't think is compatible with sponsorships anyways, and we don't want to have to worry about that problem. Right. So we've asked for 133 supporters, and we've gotten to 70 today, Chase. That is awesome. That is awesome. So I want to say a special thank you to pace. Brian C., Jerry L. Oh, uh, what do you think of that one there? Uh, Morton? Morton J.? Morton. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Sean D., Brian R. So we have 70 unfiltered supporters. Now, don't you guys forget, go check your inbox because after every unfilter is posted, there is a newsletter sent out that gives you a little behind-the-scenes info about the show and also a download to the supporter show. This week, the supporter show's got uh, about 10 minutes worth of clips on how the Internet is radicalizing terrorists. Oh, we only used it. Oh, we already knew that. 
I know that's why I put it in the support show, but it's all new stuff, and I just like uh, they just were nonstop this week with it. So I put it in there. Also, uh, some uh, background on some of the stuff we covered in Syria. That's awesome. So that supporter show is a great one this week. So uh, go check your inbox if you're an unfiltered supporter. Thank you to our 70 supporters. If you would like to support the show, we're trying to get to 133. That way, we can finance one day of production of the show. Go over to JupiterBroadcasting.com. Click on the episode. And then in the show notes, you'll find support buttons. And don't forget, uh, and I'm going to do it because Chris usually does this. We take Bitcoin too. We do. There is a Bitcoin button now. If you if you submit a, if you uh, if you donate a Bitcoin, you got to let them know. You got to let me know because otherwise, I just have your Bitcoin address. I don't know who you are. Because or... remember, you can be completely anonymous <clears throat> when you donate mm-hmm. via Bitcoin. Maybe you're a big Russian oil money person, and uh, or you... you're in Syria. Yeah. Maybe you're a Syrian rebel. Right. Right. Or maybe you're in Afghanistan. You want to know what's got crazy? Some extra money to spend. I know we. I know people hate it when I talk <laughs> about Bitcoin on Unfilter, but I got an email on my Plan B show from a Christian missionary. Plan B is that the uh, new contra- Bitcoin show? Oh, it, I thought no, that was no, the contraceptive. No, not the, not the contraceptive for fifteen-year-olds. No, nope, oh, okay. it's the new Bitcoin show. <laughs> Sorry, I had a uh, hard time with that. He is a chi- he's a Christian missionary who is in China, uh-huh. which is not okay. And of course, uh, they are not. They, they won't work with him. So he's using Bitcoin. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's like getting by, and he's he's uh, converting when he has to, and it's it's a, it's a really cool story. We covered it in Plan B. Um, all right, Chase. You know what? Uh, yes. I thought maybe we'd do a special oh, edition of well, Let's Ask the Chat Room. Hey there, uh, Chat Room. Here's a question for you: Which government agency is known for being involved with the drug trade? Which government agency has been caught in the drug trade? You can give us the three-letter... I was going to say, is it a three-letter or a four-letter agency? The, give us the three-letter agency ID. Oh, let's see. Uh, okay, right. we got a few answers coming in, Chase. Yeah, just we a, do. Just a couple. Uh, <laughs> I like all of them. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, Chase, are you ready to make your pick? Go ahead and pull it. Sakura Mbu with the first answer of CIA. Yeah, surprisingly, almost everybody answered CIA, although I would also probably take DEA or I ATF. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to say the DOB, though. Do you know about the DOB? I was going to just say the GOV. What's up? What's up? You don't know about the DOB? The date of birth? No. What? No, the Department of Bacon. Oh, uh, I will know about yeah. it one day. One day, Chase. <laughs> uh, all right. So, boy. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this story is absolutely this is completely wild. It's amazing. Here, I'll, I'll give you a. This, this should recap it for us. Good evening, Brian. And somewhat Good incredibly, evening. Hamid Karzai today confirmed that this. So this is the president of Afghanistan okay, is confirming so, the so, story. Sorry. So the president of, of an established country, mm-hmm. Afghanistan, who is being, who is being the, who is the person saying he was getting the money. Who doesn't so the, he? So the person that was saying this guy's getting money, he's saying, yeah, that happened. Okay. Doesn't this guy, by the way, you ever seen the movie Demolition Man? Of course, yeah. Sylvester yeah. Stallone, he gets yep. uh, frozen. <clears throat> the, uh, he, the monk-looking dude. Yeah, and then, yeah, totally. And he looks like uh, he looks... you know President Cocktoes. CIA has, in fact, been dropping off bags of cash in his what? national security office for years. But he says it isn't millions. It's only $300,000 a month. <laughs> well, do the math. If you multiply that over 10 years, that adds it to $36 million by Karzai's own account. <laughs> The New York Times was first to report these payments today and said that the cash was delivered sometimes in suitcases, in backpacks, even plastic shopping bags. U.S. <laughs> officials say that the money is used to buy the loyalty of warlords as well as cover some off-the-book operations. Uh, we checked with the White House, the State Department, the CIA, <laughs> none of whom would deny this report. And in Washington speak, that goes to a confirmation. I even asked one official if payments of cash had in fact been delivered every day to Karzai's office, and he said... Well, we never said it was every day. 
One interesting footnote, by the way, Iran had also been delivering payments to Karzai until about a year ago when Tehran cut Karzai off, supposedly, because he was getting too close to the U.S. Brian? Andrea Mitchell in our D.C. Bureau tonight. Andrea, thanks. So we are competing with Iran. They're bringing literal grocery bags of cash. Uh, Does it have, like, Safeway on the side? I wonder, right? <laughs> I mean... What the uh, hell? So I guess, supposedly, this began as payments to Afghan warlords, warlords to overthrow the Taliban. It morphed eventually into a steady stream of cash to buy agency influence at the presidential palace and to cover such off-the-books cost as buying the loyalty of the warlords, the politicians, and many of whom have ties to the drug trade, even, in some cases, to the Taliban. Now, this is a big component of this, I believe. And this story is is so amazing to me that, like, we're just, like, this is something in conspiracy circles that people talk about all the time. But this is just, like, once the New York Times writes about something, it's, it's, it's fair it's, game it's for gospel. all. So it's yeah. all over NBC. Uh, it, this is so crazy. I just wanted to hear it again from another perspective. So we got to go outside the country. We go to RT. Both U.S. and Afghan officials spoke on the condition of anonymity to the New York Times and said that for many years, the CIA had paid tens of millions of dollars in what they say was ghost money to the office of President Karzai. So this ghost money concept is, it, it, we, I have a link in the show notes. Chris. Chris, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. They call it ghost money. No, 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 but wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold what? On. What? We're broke, right? Okay. We're broke. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we, we had something sold. What, what's that word again? Uh, um, fiscal cliff? Suck, oh, suck, uh, Suckner. No, uh, ice cream. No. Suck, uh, suckner. Suck, sequester. sequester. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. So we have this thing called a sequester. <laughs> right. <laughs> where the, 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 the House and the Senate, you know, they had to pass legislation right before they went on vacation so the FAA controllers could get back on the job. Right, right, right. And here we are right. just printing money and right. like, here you go. Whoa. Uh, I'll get into this a little more. I would almost Whoa. I would almost bet there was maybe no tax money in those bags. I think uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. The Afghan government has received billions of dollars of U.S. taxpayers' money, but the officials say that the secret cash went to fuel corruption in the country. The CIA apparently delivers the cash every month in suitcases, backpacks, and plastic shopping bags. The officials said much of the money goes to paying off warlords and politicians, many of whom have ties to the drug trade and, in some cases, the Taliban. The result of that uh, appears to be that the agency empowers the same networks that American diplomats and law enforcement agents say they're trying to dismantle. President Karzai was asked about the ghost money, uh, and he acknowledged receiving it. He basically dismissed the payments as no big deal, saying those are monthly small amounts used for various purposes. As the CIA declines to comment, another U.S. official has been quoted as saying, the biggest source of corruption in Afghanistan was the United States. After oh, the biggest source of corruption. And this is why we were getting all up on our high horse telling them, you got a corruption problem and we're funding it. Now, look, uh, ghost money is not a new concept. I have a book linked in the show notes uh, called Legacy of Ashes, A History of the CIA. I just started this book myself and it's very enlightening. And if you're familiar, you know, with just a rough understanding of history that's outside of what's taught from your, uh, you know, regular public school curriculum, uh, the CIA has been involved in so many awful things around the world over the years. I mean, they are really, I probably should watch what I say, actually. They're pretty freaky. Um, so uh, this here's, here's why I don't think those bags contain much tax money. 
opium chase. Uh-huh. A uh, big crop in Afghanistan. The UN, this is a new report that came out uh, middle of April. A UN right. report finding raised concerns among international law enforcement officials that a trend has been continuing in Afghanistan. Opium is on its third year of increased production. Now, you ready for this? Wait, I thought they're not supposed to be doing this. Oh, no, no. Actually, uh, Chase, uh, they're already. But as an American, that's what I thought. No, uh, you ready for this? Afghanistan is responsible for 75% of the opium produced in, for the, wor- is, for the it, world. For the heroin supply of the world. 75% of the heroin supply wow. comes from the opium in Afghanistan. Now, here's what's so great. The trajectory they're on right now. It is believed, according to this UN report, they will reach 90% this year. This is actually going to make Afghanistan the the first official narco state. Their primary export and the primary money generator for their entire economy is opium sales. Wow. (laughs) And these reports go into detail about how the CIA pressured to have uh, certain people tied with the Taliban drug trade. Yeah. They were arrested by the FBI and then the CIA had Obama contact the Afghanistan uh you know top echelon levels and free this drug lord or this drug trafficker. Drug trafficker. He's just a drug trafficker, but he's a big drug trafficker. Free him so that way he could get back out there and they had to let him go. And and he was quoted as saying, "I'm the enemy of the FBI, but I'm a friend of the CIA." When he was let out. Oh my goodness. And uh we, I, I believe. That so, what would you rather been... have us be involved with, Syria or Afghanistan? <laughs> well, so this is the thing. It's like when you look at what we are capable of doing to nations. I mean, think about we are making, and then, and what is devastating about this is the countries immediately around Afghanistan are just ravaged with yeah. heroin, yep. ravaged Huge. with it. Yeah, it is a major. I mean, it is a major problem in the streets, and it's and it's because the it is just so plentiful over there. And uh, it's it's up it's up an incredible percentage since we've invaded. It is up it is absolutely astonishing. And you can if you Google uh, for U.S. soldiers uh, um, U.S. soldiers guarding uh, opium fields in Afghanistan, you'll find photos online of soldiers patrolling opium fields. They're not destroying the opium fields; they're patrolling them. They're like guarding them. Yeah, because it's... have you seen these? No, I haven't seen them. It's outrageous. It is outrageous. Uh, anyways, so I think, you know, so the, uh, the CIA, you know, they've had planes crash full of cocaine. You can look that up. They, uh, they they finance a huge part of their budget off the books by getting into the drug trade, which is absolutely amazing because the price of these drugs is brought up by the United States global campaign on the war on drugs. <laughs> so we, at one arm of the government artificially inflates price and puts uncountable amounts of African-Americans in jail and white people, but predominantly African-Americans for using drugs, it go into jail. And at the same time, another aspect of our government is selling drugs and profiting off the drug trade to finance off the books operations. And it's happening. It is real. It's not even a conspiracy. It's absolutely real. You know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like uh, insider trading in the stock market world where you have falsified stories or even true stories that are sometimes leaked out or manipulated out to change stock prices, to make things happen, to make people some cash. Right, right. This is this is the same kind of model, but in a totally more fully illegal sense than and, every. And, and such incredible. a so wow. so brutal against human rights and and the treatment of it's just so awful. What and 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 you know uh, around the world we've destroyed 
huge sections of lands because they were used to grow drugs and, and then destroyed the local economies of those areas. And it's all in the name of the war on drugs. And then here we are guarding opium fields and giving bags and bags of cash to people who are tied to the Taliban. And the Taliban is obviously a bad group of people, and they make their money selling opium. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's disgusting. I can't even fathom. And then there's, and there's Brian Williams just talking about it on NBC News all of a sudden. Even though it's been going on forever. It's been going on since, as far as I know, forever. Because when you, when you, you gotta realize, I mean, unfortunately, the majority of the news is set for people who are not fully, I don't wanna degrade people. That's not my goal here. But, you know, the, the news is set up in a certain way where it's to reach, you know, everybody in a general sense. But what, but what good to, does it do? Well, the, the good is it, it, it gives a, a picture of bags of money, yeah, you know, yeah. to get people frustrated and angry. Where do we draw the line, man? I right. mean, the CIA has no accountability for who they target drone. Right. So they're, they're creating – they are creating whole new generations of, of terrorists because yeah. we are, you know, we've seen the blowback that that causes, okay? They are going around and giving bags of money to who knows how many governments. Who knows how many people. This might be one of many agreements they have, right? Yep. You think this is the only one in the entire oh, world no, they're paying off? No, no, no I don't way. think so either. No way. Right? No, this how is many just... more? Are we going to find out? No. Nobody's going to find out. No. Nobody's going to ask that but this question. Is why, this is why we need things like the sequester. Sequester! Uh, because uh, we need the money uh, for other means. And there's so much things that are happening that we have no idea. And I think that's part of the reason why the story is out there is to try to get people more informed. But pe- you know what the sad thing about this, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was on the NBC Nightly News. Do you think that... For like three minutes. Yeah, actually, three one minutes. minute and 22 seconds yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but you really realize it's a half-hour program. So that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of time for and a half-hour actually, program. Actually, to NBC's credit, uh, I, I watched the entire broadcast. Yeah. It actually looks like, and not very gracefully, they like they, they shot that later and cut it in because they thought it was important enough. Like they, they, they did a very ungraceful edit to get that segment into the show. So like they actually seem like they actually went out of their way to make it into the night's news. But the sad thing about it is the majority of Americans that are out there, and I know I'm painting a really broad stroke here, but I believe the majority of Americans out there, they don't care. They don't care. How could you not care? Because it doesn't affect their bottom line. It doesn't affect It does, they, though. But, I mean, but the, it, people don't realize. They don't look at that. They they don't. And they're like, eh. But the big picture well, what is. What can I do? The, the very, very big high level picture here is at the end of the day, all of the things required to sustain what they're doing devalue the dollar and they diminish people's personal savings. If nothing else, you should care for that reason but alone you know because most, they're devaluing the dollar but most and they're people, outrageous spending. Most people don't realize that. They just don't. And that's the sad state of affairs. People are more concerned about who's going to be winning on American Idol or who's going to be winning on Dancing with the Stars. I think so. I mean, I think that, I think that's because I think that's because for so long our culture has had very limited options, and the the media and the entertainment was held and controlled by by gatekeepers like NBC and 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 Fox and CBS and ABC, and they would just play what they wanted to play, and you don't right. get to choose what's on the channel. Um, however. The internet's changing that, and you know, even if. But now we need to control that too. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, yeah, that is a big, that is a big thing we're seeing coming. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And the, and and that's the big danger here, right? You know, and I mean, even for us, you know, indep- independent media creators, we have to watch out for that, and that's why you know that's the reason why we do a show like this to yeah. inform you guys and get the word out why there to people. Why we can't? Why we? Still I mean, seriously, can. that could be a thing one of these days, you know. And honestly. 
Uh, yeah, we haven't really gotten all conspiratorial about the. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies out there about the Boston bombing, right? Yeah. And uh, there's been a, a really big backlash against that. But how can you not think the way that we're thinking when we hear stories about this? I know, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like, does it how seem? Can we not? Does it seem so crazy to sus- not now? I'm not saying full on hardcore only believe that it was you, uh, it was a false flag, but does it seem so crazy to consider it when you hear stories like this? If you know what your government's capable of, well, the, here's the, the the most funny thing about it. If we said something like this a month ago, let's say on the show we we were frying up some conspiracy bacon, sure. and we're like, "Hey, Chris, I bet you that the CIA is paying off uh, insert name of country right, here." Right. People would be emailing the show. Yeah, People would be in the chat room like. Chase, I can't stand to listen to you guys anymore. Chase, you guys have you so many saw, conspiracies. I can't believe you. You yeah. are you, you are such a uh, anti tree hugger. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, we actually hear it. We actually this is fact. This yeah. is happening right now. Yeah. Happening and, now. No, I mean, come on. I think I believe that whenever something like this happens, there is an active campaign. So here's the way the media really works really well. Is and this is this is done intentionally because. This, anything that go anything that goes out on the air, every moment it's conceptualized and planned for, because that's just how broadcast works. And there's they there, spend ten to eight to ten hours to put on twenty two minutes yeah, of video. Yeah, yeah, and they have crews of people that are figuring out how to structure things. Yep. And what they do is after an event like this, they hunker down on a on a topic and then they they bring up ideas and then they have you draw your own conclusions so that you decide. Oh, that's completely crazy that anybody would think that. And and I believe that we're seeing a bigger backlash now about these Boston bombing things and, and more emphasis on blaming the Internet for that than we've seen before to try to to try to train people. Don't question the main narrative. Now, I'm not here to say that I'm questioning the Boston bombing thing. I, I my personal take on it. A couple of brothers got into some stupid crap after the older brother went over and got radicalized, came back home. Maybe he looked about to make a bomb on the internet. Maybe he learned over there. Maybe he had a group of friends help him. I know that they've, they've arrested three more people. And, you know, some stuff went down. I don't think there's any great conspiracy there. I don't think Michelle Obama's hiding the actual bomber or anything like that. Uh, but over the weekend, MSNBC, which, man, since the election, MSNBC has just been pedal to the floor, full-on, raging left-wing, like, attack the right as much as possible. Just been hardcore. So over the weekend, MSNBC turned up the hate on people who believe in the Boston bombing conspiracies or anything like that. I, there, <laughs> I literally have probably about two hours worth of clips all put together. I'm going to probably place about three or four minutes of it. I've kind of tried to distill some of it down. Okay. I couldn't fit a lot of in there. Like Meadow, Meadow had, Meadow had two super long segments on it. And there's just, it was like 20 minutes all on its own. There's no way to fit it in here. Uh, when you put them together. But let's start with uh, just MSNBC hating on conspiracy thirst. And for analysis, we bring in Ryan Grimm, Washington Bureau Chief of the Huffington Post, and Jonathan Alter, a columnist for the Bloomberg View, whose new book is The Center Holds, Obama and His Enemies. John, Matt Drudge has called this the year of Alex Jones, calling his radio show one hell of a broadcast. And for those unaware of Mr. Jones's theories, uh, here's the man explaining the events of the Boston bombing. I have never seen a false flag, provocateur, staged event uh, by a government come apart faster than it is right now. John, what do you say to that? You hear the shock? Like, what do you say to that? What do you think? What, what, 
how, how can you can are you okay do you need to lay down after hearing that well you know honestly uh, the idea that anybody would be giving this a guy who's just seeking more publicity for his show trying to expand his far right-wing empire now remind you this is the guy who's there because he's selling a book saying this he's there to right. pimp his yep, book yeah 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 any more attention we've had trash lies <clears throat> slurs in this country for a long time but what's sickening to me about this is that there are a lot of people still in the hospital there you know, who have limbs that, that were severed by these bombs and when you see these these folks it just turns your stomach and i think anybody so is the is the alex jones conspiracy chair maybe you can tell me does the does alex jones claim that there weren't any victims of the bombing because that I, would seem like pretty hard one for people yeah. to grab their unless all the blood was faked and the limbs Severine was fake, but yeah, the old man that actually from this old this area, Lake Stevens, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he was in the marathon and mm -hmm. he collapsed because he's right near the bomb. Mm -hmm. His mm -hmm. legs got weak. So I don't know why they're really going after him in that angle, unless that's what unless yeah. that's what Jones has yeah. been saying. But anyways, he, I, you know, my my actual view is that he should be boycotted, and that anybody who listens to his broadcast, who advertises on his broadcast, should be boycotted. Ryan, uh, not. Don't listen to what they're saying. Don't even listen to what they're saying. Don't tune in. Everyone on the right is amused by with Mr. Jones. Two weeks ago, Red State's Eric Erickson tweeted, I hope Drudge stops linking to InfoWars. And today, National Review sums up Alec Jones's worldview this way. It's all fairly consistent to bat feces crazy. You know, back in, uh, you know, the early 2000s, bat feces. a lot of... I know, bat feces, right? And it's... They mean bat shit. That's what they're saying. And, and like... You know, so I'm going to get to why they're picking on Alex Jones, but keep in mind, this is MSNBC. Alex Jones is is a nobody in, in comparison to rating size. Like, they're just, they just want, and I'll get to why they just want somebody to hammer on, but they just need somebody to hammer on. I cut a bunch of hammering on Beck and, and other, but it's just like, because you get the point. Uh, progressive sites, including uh, Daily Coast, and I think even, even the Huffington Post said, you know, we're not going to publish anybody that's doing any 9-11 truth or nonsense right. we're, we're not going to get into it you know th it's a free country it's first amendment it's a big internet and go ahead and create your own wordpress blog and, and write whatever you want about it but but you're not going to talk about that here but otherwise as ryan indicated it does leak into the mainstream media the reason that the president released his birth cer certificate a couple of years ago is because the birthers were on meet the press yeah you had politicians oh, who yeah. were talking this nonsense so there you go. See, if you're questioning anything about the Boston narrative, then uh, you are also a truther and an, uh, and uh, a birther. You're you're painted in a negative light, and you know it's a very. And I even said this, you know, it's earlier. It's a very dangerous precedent when you start messing around with our our true core freedoms in this country. I don't know the Bill of Rights and mm -hmm. and our and our amendments. You know, it's just like come on. You're right, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. In fact, I think they even go on in the boycott stuff some more. I'll keep in the mainstream. So the the Republicans and the conservatives have to discipline their ranks or be subjected to crippling boycotts that will hurt their bottom line. But John uh, and Ryan Jones has been pushing this bogus conspiracy about DHS buying up ammunition so Americans won't have any. And now, would you believe it? House Republicans have asked the Homeland Security Secretary. About it, and Senator Jim Inhofe is trying to move legislation to cap the amount DHS can buy. I'm Have you heard of the? Okay, so DHS has been buying a amazing metric ton of ammunition. 
like no joke. Uh, the the stats are are pretty incredible. Uh, DHS one point six billion rounds they plan on buying and, over the next four to five years. And by the way, they that's after have. they've already bought three hundred and sixty thousand rounds this year and one point five billion rounds last year. Why do they need so much ammo? And those are hollow point bullets. So everybody's been saying it's for training. They don't use, as far as I know, they don't use hollow point bullets for training. Maybe they do. That sounds pretty crazy. Who's authorizing these transactions? Are you even? Is the DHS even allowed? To use hollow point bullets with within the homeland, quote unquote. I don't think they are. So who who is approving these and why? Well, DHS says, well, we're just trying to pre-purchase ahead of time to get a great deal. Bull. And so some people are saying, no, the DHS is trying to buy up all of the bullets in the market. And and actually, it it is true. Uh, you can find reports that they are having capacity problem because they are using so much materials to build the to fill the ammo requests for DHS. And so some people think the Obama administration has ordered DHS to buy up ammunition. That way there's less on the market because people are buying guns at an incredible rate these days, higher than they've ever been. Record sales all the time. So you got to be careful, Chris. You're starting to sound a little conspiracy know, issue because because what you're implying here is because of Americans buying more guns. You're saying that the government is fearful of the Americans buying guns. Therefore, yeah, they need to take away the ammo. I, I don't know if it's so much. I don't know what would be driving it. I mean. I don't think it takes much justification for our government to do something that is incredibly wasteful. This is the government that spent so much money bailing out the too-big-to-fail institutions. Whenever there is an option to do something that is wasteful and doesn't necessarily guarantee good returns, they'll take that route. They'll, especially if it's something they can do within their powers. They will absolutely take that route. So I'm, that's the only reason I'm giving that some credence. I'm not saying that is what's happening, but it seems exactly like the type of thing the United States government would do and has done in the past, because it's uh, excessive and wasteful. I mean, oh, man. this is exactly what John has just said, isn't it, Ryan? No, that, that's exactly right. Uh, and uh, a member of Congress, a Republican member of Congress, uh, told Napolitano, I have seen this on the Drudge Report, and you know, credible media outlets such as the Drudge Report are reporting this, so you need to respond to it. You know, and she said something back like, well, I w I'm not exactly sure that I would agree with you that, that that's a credible media report. But you know, th that, that's a problem in Washington, that, that people do rely on the Drudge Report to kind of get their, their traffic signals of, of where they ought to go. Believe it or not, like if, if you show somebody this site who isn't involved in the media, they, they think they've been transported back to 1997 or something, and it, it's, hard to, it's hard to convince them. No, actually, this is an extremely influential and powerful and, site and here in Washington, run by this guy down in South Florida or wherever the heck he is, and he puts up whatever he wants to. And, and so the ne next thing you know, you're, you have Republicans asking the Homeland, uh, <laughs> Homeland Secretary, why are, yeah. you, why are you buying up all the bullets? And, yeah. and they always use the cover up. We're just raising questions. Of course. They hide behind that. John Alter and Ryan Grimm, gentlemen, thank you so just much. Just hide behind raising questions. We're just oh, hiding behind that. How dare they ask questions? All right, here's uh, Chris Hayes, and uh, he uh, he also wants to uh, ba bash on people who question the narrative. Oh. I am the smart guy, because I'm not standing... Oh, okay, so this is kind of what kicked this off for MSNBC. There was a dude who went down, and uh, he got in the face of an Infowars.com reporter who was asking questions and, you know, causing a ruckus. And so this guy's like, how dare you be a conspiracy theorist? And so it's a great clip. So MSNBC was playing it all weekend. Here it is. They're saying the FBI blew up the people so at the Boston Marathon, you heel. I don't care if people think I'm a I'm not saying the FBI blew up innocent people. You're saying that. And that's what makes you a dumbass. Oh, yeah? So there you go. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. why are you in my neighborhood? 
That was how a normal, if slightly frustrated individual, reacts to the high level of conspiratorial nonsense that has been flowing forth both before and intensely since the horrible bombings of the Boston Marathon. But it's one thing when these false flag notions are kept to the conspiracy-minded fringe. It's another thing altogether when these theories are oozing into the Republican Party and the halls of government. Of course, they got to... You know, they got to also yep. give it a Republican angle. Yep. Republican New Hampshire State Representative Stella Tramblay bought into the conspiracies early on. I was just pointing out the fact that there, there's there a possibility that the government is involved. You know, in history, top down, bottom up has always happened. One party says you should probably apologize to your constituents. What am I even going to apologize for? For asking questions? Ah, uh, the old asking questions line. Nope. Oh, of course, the asking questions line. Oh, questions are fine, even questions that lead people to think, what in God's name are you talking about? But Tremblay's post on Glenn Beck's Facebook page didn't look like a question to me. Quote, the Boston Marathon was a black ops terrorist attack, drones and now terrorist attacks by our own government. Sad day, but a wake up to all of us. First there was a sp suspect, then there wasn't. Infowars broke the story, and they knew they had been found out. State Representative Tremblay. I think there's a little maybe possible nervousness, too, that alternative media is starting to eat TV news as lunch. TV news ratings are still going down generally yeah. across the board. And uh, people are looking be for something else because trust is also at an all-time low in the established media. And maybe there's a little bit of looking over their shoulder now going, what are these guys doing that's getting people's attention? Wow. And they're getting a little, you know, a little yeah. nervous. Yeah. It is not the only legislator parroting conspiracy theories put forth by the likes of InfoWars' Alex Jones. But a state legislator is one thing. A United States senator is another, which is what makes the actions of Oklahoma's Republican James Inhofe so shocking. Inhofe has introduced a bill to fight a problem that does not exist, which is the government has gone on an ammunition buying spree so that there won't be any bullets left for law-abiding citizens. Now, DHS wants to buy more than a billion rounds of ammunition in the next four or five years, which the department says it'll use for law enforcement agents in training and now, he, there, he's neglecting the fact that they've already bought 360,000 rounds of hollow-point bullets this year and 1.6 billion rounds last year, and actually an S-ton of rounds the year before that. And on duty. And the reason the DHS says it is stockpiling the ammunition, because like going to Costco, it's just more economical sometimes to buy in bulk. Of course, just that's why they're doing it, because it's economical to buy in bulk. Uh, proponents of the bill are now, by the way, this bill that's being introduced would simply cap the amount of ammunition being bought at the same rate of all previous administrations. That way he couldn't exceed the most that were bought in previous administrations. I believe the figure now stands, are you ready for this, Chase? With the amount of rounds that DHS has purchased, they could fight the equivalent of a 24-year war in Iraq. That's how much ammunition they now oh have. Oh, my God. So, you know, at least the Department of Homeland Security has a lot of bullets, right. a lot of hollow point bullets. So that's good. And screw you for asking questions, you you stupid conspiracy theorists. Screw you. You know, no, screw the show, right? I mean, and screw everything. Screw, and you know what? Screw Ron Paul. Screw being an American. Ron Paul wrote an- Screw uh, being a human. He wrote an opinion piece saying, uh, you know, the police state overreacted in Boston just to catch two guys. Uh, all the cops, that was, that was too much. And of course, uh, Lawrence on MSNBC, he got real angry when he found out- Paramilitary police riding in tanks and pointing automatic weapons at innocent citizens. That's what Ron Paul wrote. And we saw the pictures of that. We saw we saw video. video. We saw we multiple saw videos, videos yeah. of this. What a vile lie. There were no tanks and there were no police pointing their weapons at innocent citizens.
All right. Well, there were extremely armored vehicles with, you know, machine guns mounted on the top of them. But you're right. They and, were not and, actually and, tanks. And, and by the way, they can definitely easily be misconceived as tanks when they are painted in military green colors. Right. And, and black. And, and black. And, and armored. And armored. Right. And, and the guns and, were definitely pointed and at frankly, these are more Definitely. Pra- these are more practical than tanks. Yes. So they're best of both worlds like humvees so almost. ron paul was going for a bit of a you know he's trying to draw but the second part was absolutely true yeah. absolutely yeah. and you know who knows what a despicable lie that is you know who knows how many police hating lies ron paul listen doesn't he sound angry I mean, where police, is this anger coming from? Police hating lies. This is not about being police hating. No, no it's no. I this mean, is about control hating. This is about freedom hating. This is about the right to uh, you know unreasonable search and seizure. Going going into people's homes without warrants and you know forcing them out, not asking them out like everybody's saying they were. They were told. I mean, they were ordered out. With guns in their faces. <sighs> Told in his op-ed piece. How much more of this jackass do we Rand need Paul. 40 seconds. Rand Paul knows. When he was issuing his non-retraction retraction about supporting drone use in liquor store robberies, Rand Paul said this. Fighting terrorism and capturing terrorists must be done while preserving our constitutional protections. Yeah. This was demonstrated last week in Boston. The Rand Paul says, you know, Rand Paul's basically saying, nah, what happened in Boston was fine. That's what Rand Paul's saying. I'm sorry, libertarians, honest libertarians. You deserve better spokesmen than Ron and Rand. But until you get better libertarian advocates, you're going to have to continue to endure paranoid, lying politicians in the Paul family. Yeah, so, but you're also lying too. Exactly, and he's trying to shame them when he's exaggerating and lying in in a more egregious way than really Ron Paul did by calling those things tanks. Unbelievable! It is unbelievable, and I'll tell you, I believe the real goal here is the media sets the narrative right. by 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 going after the conspiracy theorists, by going after people for questioning things, by going after fringe news outlets that you know are just great for are great cannon fodder to shoot at for a while. They don't have to ask the tough questions. Why did police have to enter homes? How much money was spent doing all of this? Why do we have a 700 billion homeland security system and these guys still weren't caught? I believe this was a massive failure of the the surveillance state that we've created in America. Since 9-11, we have spent over $700 billion on national security. And a lot of that is surveillance with video cameras, with massive data data collection with fusion centers and none of those have helped to deter or detect any terrorist plot and while the surveillance video was useful in reconstructing what happened after the fact it didn't prevent it there you go oh my goodness so they are they're putting on a big show they're putting on a big show because they know that you know, the Drudge Report has been the Drudge Report for years now. It has the traffic it has. Infowars, they lie about their numbers. They lie, and they don't have that big of a reach. And MSNBC knows that. It's not a big deal that they're covering this kind of stuff. It's all a distraction. Because that, right there, is the real question. Our economy, which is collapsing under the weight of things like $700 billion worth of Homeland Security improvements, did nothing to stop two 
kids from bombing a marathon. Even when there was feds all over the place and cameras everywhere and monitoring every single person's email, tracking every damn phone call, monitoring every person who comes in and out of the country, they still did it. And the system did nothing. Why aren't they talking about that? The more you know. The more you know. All right. So uh, you remember that ricin case? Oh, yeah. So so the first guy, they had all this hardcore evidence <laughs> The Elvis on, impersonator. And then they're like, oh, wait, we don't have any evidence. Yeah, I don't even eat rice. Uh, well, what's rice? I don't even eat rice. I don't even eat it. So now there's a new suspect. Oh, really? Did they, the get, did they get the right one? Well, I, I don't know. I don't or know, actually. they just made up one to try to get the news going. The, the guys know each other. The, 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 the new suspect knows the Elvis impersonator. The guys know each other. The FBI believes that it has solved a case of domestic terrorism. Those letters laced with a poison called ricin that were mailed to President Obama, a U.S. Senator, senator and a Mississippi judge. In court papers today, the FBI says ricin was found in a martial arts studio that was run by James Dusky of Tupelo, Mississippi. Dusky was arrested on Saturday. Yeah, James Dushi. Uh, he yeah, he was charged on Saturday, and uh, they they I guess have a lot of evidence pointing to him. Wait, 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 wait. We heard this before. They had a lot of evidence pointing to the other guy. He says he's set up by the other guy. Oh! That's what he's saying. Oh, okay, well, and is... it gets weird. Now King also claims, in and King is the new guy who's been arrested. King is his neighbor, and she hates this guy. He's like, yeah, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the neighborhood. I'm not surprised by this at all. He's a bastard. <laughs> And this, Martha, is where the story gets really weird, that on several occasions, Dusky flashed, yes, flashed her 12-year-old daughter. We should also point out that this is not the only trouble that Dusky is in here at federal court, because he also faces three state charges of molesting young girls at his karate studio. Martha? Oh, Boy, this one just man. gets more and more strange. So what, go, go back over his Dusk. connection, Dusky's connection, to the original suspect in this case, John. The original suspect is Paul Kevin Curtis, who was arrested in Corinth, Mississippi, a couple of weeks ago. The two have known each other for a number of years, maybe six, seven years. Apparently, according to people who know them, they have been feuding with each other over what would seem to be trivial issues. And last week in federal court, Curtis's attorney, Christy McCoy, claimed that Dusky may have been trying to frame Kevin Curtis by sending letters to the president, Senator Wicker, and a local judge in Mississippi with a signature that was very similar to what Kevin Curtis had written online. So there you go. It's some weird oh, triangle of, of <laughs> dudes. Of, and you know, you know what's actually a little depressing? I hate, I hate to be this guy. But here we go. These guys, from what I can tell, look like a couple of the dumbest that America can make. I mean, they just are the stupidest looking dudes. And they're trying to screw with each other. And I bet, because apparently they just, they squabble over the stupidest crap, according to people who know them. Like, they, they just have, like, bitch fights constantly. Okay. How awful would it be if to screw one of these guys, you know, like one guy wanted to screw the other guy, he set him up and he sent these ricin letters, right? Just like, mm -hmm. I'm going to show this guy and I'm going to get him in trouble. Like, first of all, how stupid is that, right? Like, Are they serious? Come on, give me a break. <laughs> but what if, because they're just screwing with each other, these guys set off a whole new level of national security, like, expenditures oh, yeah, and yeah, lockdowns, yeah, yeah, yeah. because these two jackasses were screwing around with each other. I mean, a bunch of idiots. That's sad to think about. I know, I know. So, all right. 
uh, want to move on because that's just that's that is what it is. There's not much more to it right now. The guy was arrested, and we don't really know much more at this point. But well, he's got. You know, well, you know, the, 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 we don't need to fry bacon officially, but you know, the government's got to pin somebody on it. Right? <laughs> I, I actually kind of I'm buying this story. I'm I don't I don't think there's any conspiracy. It's be a made for TV. Movie. I think it's a couple of idiots got themselves involved in something at the wrong time too. Right. Um, and you know, it's it's ricin too, which is like. It's stupid to yeah. use ricin. Um, unless, unless the unless when you open the letter, needles come out and inject you. It's, <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> Speaking of something else, have you ever had Ambien? Uh, Speaking of things I, that can I, get you pretty screwed up. Well, I heard it. It's a non-addictive. Uh, do you have the commercial? I wish you did. I, I, I wish. Th- well, there's a couple out there, but they're yeah. all so damn weird. I decided not to go get it. <laughs> uh, I tried Ambien uh, because I had sleep apnea for a while, and I got this uh, new sleep ma- mask, and I just could not sleep on it. Right. So the doc says, all right, well, I'll prescribe you Ambien. Okay. Okay. Literally the entire extent of our conversation, he gives me a month's supply of Ambien. A month's supply of Ambien for every night. So it's one pill a day, right? One pill a day. Okay. Uh, And you take it at night? You take it at night. And then, I mean, boy, does that stuff work. As direct. My wife says I sometimes would sit up in bed and flail my arms around and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, there's there's some crazy there's people there's stories of people. And she didn't take video. There's people stories of people driving. She was going to, so then oh. like she started getting kind of freaked out by it. Right. So I googled it, and yeah. it's like don't take for longer than two weeks, or it can cause neurological damage, and it can become addictive, and it if you you can become dependent on it, and like the doctor didn't tell me any of that. Thought it was not addictive. I thought it was. I did too. I thought it was totally totally safe. Not a big deal. Doctor wouldn't screw you. He said have some Ambien, and it's like. And, like, I was reading, like, a lot of places don't recommend more than giving two weeks supply at a time, so that way, you know, somebody doesn't become dependent on it, because then they'll become insomniacs. Ha, ha, ha. Like, you know, it's like, what? So it turns out today, uh, yeah, today, a new report came out. It kind of, it's kind of a repackaging. It's a meta report of several reports that came out in March. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, here's, the, here's the big takeaway from it. Ambient use uh, since 2005 is up 220%. Whoa! ER visits are up 274%. And the reason why ER visits are up because most people don't have insurance and they don't have medical insurance, so the only place that they can go is to the, the ER. ER. Yeah, very true. And uh, it's also apparently like uh, uh, back in back in March, they uh, uh, the FDA said, "All right, we got a half the dosage for women." Like I guess like oh, the full dosage is screwing wow. women up at a much higher rate. Here's a little report. Listen to how they don't ever actually go into any details or give you any important information. It's great. <laughs> now a warning for people who take Ambien. A government report out this morning reveals dangerous side effects with the popular sleeping pill and its generic versions. Between 2005 and 2010, there was a 220% jump in visits to the emergency room. Dr. Polly Phillips is with us. Good morning, doctor. So we've been talking about this, new warnings about Ambien, and now this record visit to hospitals. Why is that? You know, Ambien and, of course, its generic versions, Zolpidem, they are so prescribed, meaning outrageous numbers. You know, 44 million prescriptions were filled just last year, so we have to assume even many more were written. So I think what's happening, what I find in practice, is that both doctors and patients now think of the drug as not serious just because it's so common. A lot of patients say, oh, you know, I'll just take an Ambien. Uh, But it is serious, especially for women. And just in January, the FDA actually decreased the dosage for women by half. Why women? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Affects Charlie. women different than men? It does. It really has to do with metabolism in the liver, and it stays in our bloodstream longer. Two-thirds of those ER visits were actually in women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other group that, that runs into trouble are the elderly, mm -hmm. primarily because they're more likely to mix Ambien with other drugs. I take Ambien when I'm traveling overseas. What sort of bad reactions do people have? Well, some of the ER visits involved things like hallucinations, behavioral changes, things like agitation, and then the more bizarre side effects like sleep driving, sleep walking, sleep eating, where you're in this sort of half state of sleep, but you're also awake and functioning. Yeah. This is not funny, but I mean, someone I know said they ate a whole cake after taking an Ambien pill. I mean, they just kind of blacked out after it. It's true. People really are experiencing some severe side effects. But is that something wrong with the drug or they're taking too much of the drug or just people have different reactions to the drug? You know, what I think it is, is a lot of it has to do, 50% of the ER visits had to do with mixing the drug with other drugs. So you really can't take it if you're taking any pain medicines, any anti-anxiety <laughs> medicines, or don't mix it with alcohol. But really, I, I just advise we follow this mantra. Take the smallest dose possible for the shortest amount of time. It's not a drug to be used every day. Good advice. Thank you, Doctor. You know, man, we are on so many pills in this country. Between the uh, pharmaceuticals, and it's just what they what they pump down us. It's unbelievable. There was one more story. I didn't have time to put a link in the show notes. Uh, because um, uh, it it's still kind of in development. I think we have time, but I just want to track it. Whenever the judge gets on there and has something good to say, I'd like to play it. Judge Napolitano. Help the government spy or face a fine. That's the dilemma that internet companies could face under proposed legislation. Remember CISPA? Remember how that didn't work out? CISPA? Yeah, we got a new thing now. Oh, no. So this new thing is a law that says we're going to come to you at any time, and you have to be able to provide us any kind of information we want, and if you can't do it, we get to take legal action against you and fine you. And uh, that's what they're working on now, thanks, I think, in part to Diane Feinstein. According to the reporting of the Washington Post newspaper, a government task force is pushing for a law that would pressure Internet companies to let the government wiretap online communications. If companies like Gmail or Facebook don't go along with such a search order, they could face tens of thousands of dollars in fines. Supporters say law enforcement would still need a judge to sign off on the search. They say it's just like the current practice of tapping phone lines updated for the digital age. But All right, that's true. Okay. That's, right, that that's, makes sense. Yeah, okay. That's a little bad. I'm okay. Uh, I wonder how true that is. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it seems like when they say it requires the judge, like, kind of, sort of, except for when national security is a matter and everybody's terrorist, so we can skip that part. The critics say the proposal is a threat to online privacy and personal liberties. Let's take it to the judge. Fox News senior judicial analyst, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Is it a little bit of both? I think it probably is a little bit of both. Look, there's two ways that the FBI can capture keystrokes on a computer. One is by calling the Internet service provider and asking for a favor, basically persuading the Internet service provider to let them tap in. Nobody will know about it, and the government will give you immunity if the person whose keystrokes we capture finds out you let us do that. This is what happened in the Bush administration until our colleagues in the media revealed this, and then the government stopped. The other way the FBI can get information is by going to a judge, presenting evidence of probable cause of crime. This is what the Fourth Amendment requires, getting an order from the judge. Both ways require the cooperation of the Internet provider. In the first, first way, the provider has to say, all right, we'll let you in, we'll look the other way. In the second way, the provider has to come on over and we'll let you in. Both ways require the input of the service provider to connect the FBI to the Internet, which the FBI says it can't do on its own. Now, what does the FBI want? The FBI wants to be able to connect to the Internet 
without going to the service provider from its own FBI office, a switch that they can press when they want to capture the keystrokes on Shepard Smith or Jonathan Hunt or Andrew Napolitano's computer whenever they want. And that's the resistance they're getting from the, these Internet service providers. And that's what this legislation, if enacted and signed by the president, would let them do. Is it the sense that this might happen? Because that doesn't sound very American, does it? You ever wonder if the FBI isn't just like trying to just figure out the best way to get all of the Internet's porn in one database? <laughs> when they realize all they have to do is just go to the Pirate Bay and they're done. <laughs> well, they keep shutting that down, so they got to get it some other way. Yeah. It's kind of like the drug trade deal. <laughs> Well, if they shut one if, down, well, they if have the, the Department end. of Homeland Security is buying over a billion bullets, you'd figure they can get a few Playboys. That's all I'm no, saying. it doesn't sound very American at all. And it would be an opportunity for extraordinary abuse that that button was there. And the FBI was only supposed to press that button when it got a search warrant. The temptation to press that button at other times would be almost irresistible. It's hard for me to believe that the Senate will go along with this. Uh, there are strong elements in the House that would like almost anything the FBI wants. Look. The FBI got the Patriot Act, which lets them write their own search warrants when they're going to a third party like a doctor or a lawyer or the post office that has records about you. Now they want to bypass the Fourth Amendment yet again. This is again. We've talked about this so many times. It's the debate of the next 10 years. How much liberty will Americans give up in order to have safety? And by giving up liberty, do they even become safer? It seems to be divided. I'm out of time, but it seems to be divided right on political lines. It is divided on political lines. I hope the trend is in favor of more liberty because the FBI is good at what they do. They don't need these shortcuts. They can solve crime and keep us safe and preserve our liberties simply by following the Constitution. Judge Napolitano, thank you. Pleasure, Chef. Hello, everybody. You know, here's, here's the thing, though. Regardless of them passing these laws and legislation, why can't they just be held up under the Supreme Court or be shot down on the Supreme Court? They excuse could. me. They could. When it's, it's like, uh, look at the Constitution. Yeah. You can't bypass yeah. the ultimate law of the land. Wouldn't it be scary if it ever got that far and it didn't get shot down? That's I don't, a scary I don't thought, right? Don't, just, yeah. no, don't, don't put those thoughts in my head. Uh, all right, Chase. Well, before we get out of here, uh, we didn't have a ton of time because we're going kind of long. But we have a the, game. We have a cool game that you can play at home. We mentioned this like a long time ago, but the it's dude's e been working on it. It's even better now. A, a quank? How do, you, how do you suppose you say his name? A Quank? Quank? C-A-U... C-U-A-N-K from the subreddit. He made an unfiltered bingo game. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's something you guys can play along. He made it interactive now with pictures, and it's an actual card. It's got a timer. He made it out of Google Docs, and you go there, and you, 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 know, you just place it as we go. And so you click on the tile. The tile yeah. will change colors. And then you click on the tile to deselect the tile. And as soon as you get bingo, the, the timer stops, and yep. you get a score. Yep. And then you can play all over again. Isn't that awesome? So I encourage you guys on the next unfiltered show, Pull this link. It will be in the show notes. And uh, play at the beginning of the show. And I, I want to see right. I want to see a random just bingo. <laughs> yeah, put your screenshots on the subreddit. You got to put your screenshot on the subreddit. I want to know the first person to get bingo on episode 49. So the next episode, we're gonna I want to play bingo. That's going to be so much fun. It's going to be fun, man. And then, you know, it's a nice way to kind of keep things light when we're talking about how the CIA is destroying the world. <laughs> Right? And we're losing liberties and freedoms in our government. Right, right. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just minor things. All right, Mr. Chase. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of uh, uh, this week's broadcast. Yes. Now, don't forget don't that forget. the uh, Unfiltered Show is live, live. on Wait. Thursdays. Live. Wait, right? Wednesdays. 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 It used to be Thursdays. Yeah. Now it's Wednesdays. Over at uh, jblive.tv at, uh, yeah, say, about 6 p.m., 6.30 Pacific. Yep. Which, uh, you know, it's about, what, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern? Yeah. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, 5 
Hawaiian time. I want to remind people we have the excellent subreddit over at unfilter.reddit.com where you can submit stories, vote on stuff, leave comments, start discussion threads. 380 glorious readers. It's gone up. It's still going up. I encourage you to jump in there, upvote, submit stories, up comments, vote. or downvote. If you think it's like too far out there, downvote it. Hey, That's Chase, okay. What if somebody had like a question they wanted to shoot at you or find out what you're up to? Would well, you be I, like a... You know, I love the Twitters. The Twitters are great. You can follow me there at N-U-N-E-S. Now, can people follow you on the Twitters as well? Oh, man, if they wanted to, they could go over to twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. Did you tweet about how sick you were? Um, I was no. tweeting about Linux Fest, and I got so sick, I don't even think I tweeted. Besides, <laughs> you didn't want to know what I was doing at that time. No Woo-wee. way. No I'll way. What, hey, you know what, Chris? I just yeah. launched a new uh, feed on my on my. Uh, Where would network. I find that? Uh, that's at geekgamer.tv. Geekgamer.tv. Yeah, launched a new Geek Gamer pinball feed. Nice, dude. And uh, nice. you can check out some of the really top professional pinball action. From, nice. From, from, from some top class players, and uh, we have it there on the website. Gamer.tv. Very cool. All right, everyone. Well, don't forget, if you're an Unfiltered supporter, go check your inbox. We've got a great supporter show for you this week. And also, even if you can't be a member of the Supporters Club, we still appreciate you using our affiliate links at the yeah. bottom of the Jupiter Broadcasting website. Always a way website. to support. Always yeah. a way. And then, you know, so you get yourself something, get and something. And at bare minimum, which is absolutely free, you can uh, send an email, pick up an instant message, and tell a friend about the show. Absolutely. That always helps. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for turning this week's episode of Unfiltered. See you right back here next, next week. week.